Good morning, everyone. It's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. It is any morning, uh, but uh, I'm especially thankful to be here today. And if we have any visitors, we want to welcome you and make you feel at home. Uh, being in the house of the Lord is a special time. Uh, I, they sing that song. Uh, you know, they don't. What day you got saved? What day the Lord touched you? I don't. I really don't know what day it was, but I know when He touched me, and uh, I am so thankful to be here. Uh, I don't have a scripture that Terry kind of shocked me a little bit, uh, so I don't have a scripture. So I'll just pray and turn it over to the, our Father. We're thankful in our hearts that you've blessed us once again to be in your house. Lord, we don't know where sometimes to thank you for all the things you do for us. Even those things that we're not aware of, Lord, you take care of us. And I'm glad, Lord, in my heart that you gave me an opportunity one time to accept you. I turned you away a lot of times, but you never gave up on me. I am so thankful in my heart for uh, the peace that I have in my heart. Uh, and we just want to thank you for, for watching over all the people in our church and, and giving us such a great church to go to. Uh, we want to ask you in Jesus' name, amen. amen. This time I'll turn over to the choir. <coughs>
This time I'd ask our deacon brothers to come forward and take up this morning's offering. As they come, I'd ask you all please stand. <coughs>
be here today. I'm thankful that Don and Lois can be back with us. And Don had requested that I sing this song, so you all have
It's good to be here this morning. Thankful for everything that's been said and done already. Uh, I appreciate Brother Ward opening up. It really blessed my heart this morning. Um, at this time, we'll ask Brother Sean to get another song. Um, we'll come in for altar prayer. We're going to skip handshake again, do some sickness. But I'll ask him to get another song. Come in for altar prayer. spoken prayer request on their heart. Let's surely remember those. Anyone with a spoken prayer request?
stepdad and my mom. Um, he had a fall yesterday, and he's okay. Everything's checked out. He's pretty banged up, but um, he's supposed to, if everything goes right, he's supposed to go to Baba Kamalesa home tomorrow to start rehab. So please remember that. Sure, I remember this. with a special prayer request this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember that. No one else has anything, we'll ask Brother Mike to lead us in prayer. this time if anybody have a song of testimony on their heart. Anyone at all this morning with a song or testimony? We don't have much to say. Um, but in the prayer request, I noticed something as people were giving good reports and saying, prayer did this. I thank you all for praying. Um, prayers can change things, surely. Uh, I'm excited for the service. I think we can have some great things happen. Let, let's surely be praying. Uh, if we pray and, and really labor, I think we can see some great things happen. So let's continue praying. Anyone at all with this on your testimony this morning? If not, let's be much in prayer and turn it over to our pastor. Sure good to be here this morning. 
I appreciate uh, being in the Lord's house. And I appreciate everything that's been done, uh, uh, choir singing, and I appreciate the choir singing, appreciate Linda's songs, and uh, Roy and uh, Cooper opening up. I sure appreciate that. And all the, all the great prayer requests and uh, uh, testimonies, I appreciate. I'm, I'm honored and glad to be in God's house this morning. God's mighty good to us. Uh, let me ask again, uh, just in case somebody's gotten a, a song on their heart, uh, uh, feels like coming and singing, you're still welcome. Uh, if God's give you a song to sing, well, you sure ought to do that. All right, if nobody has a song, I want you to pray very earnestly. I'd like for you to look to the uh, third chapter of the book of Matthew. And... Uh, very familiar scripture God put on our heart and uh, it's about John the Baptist when he was baptizing and uh, you pray I'll give you a minute to get to scripture book of Matthew starts out in chapter 3 in the book of Matthew in verse 1 said in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and listen to what his message was. Verse 2. And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it describes him, tells what his raiment was. He, uh, he was dressed uh, very simply. Uh, well, I'll just read it. Go on down verse 3. Uh, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. The same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle around his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. And so uh, from the standards of the uh, community, he wouldn't have been a real fancy man, uh, but he had God's message. And uh, uh, tells down here that uh, in verse 5, tells that uh, Jerusalem and Judea and the region uh, all around Jordan went out to him and was baptized of him, uh, confessing their sins. Uh, but now we get down uh, to verse 7. That's where I kind of want to focus on. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And that's probably all I need to read right now. And uh, I'd like to use a subject this morning, heed the warning. And... Uh, uh, God gives us a warning, and uh, nobody, uh, and get this real important, nobody will be able, as they lift up their eyes in hell, nobody will be able to say, I just didn't know. I, I never heard about this. I, I, I'm shocked that I'm here. Uh, nobody will be able to do that because God sends out a warning. And uh, so when John the Baptist was preaching, and uh, he was preaching the uh, power of the Holy Ghost. He was preaching out a warning. And, uh, you know, uh, many times uh, in earlier years, I'd look over this scripture uh, where he uh, talked to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And let me dwell on them just a minute, and I'll get back to that point. Pharisees and Sadducees are very religious people. The Pharisees were people, uh, they had a lot of pride. They wanted to do things in public so people would brag on them. Uh, but uh, the Sadducees... We find uh, one time when uh, Paul was talking uh, to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they was giving him a hard time, he brought up the subject of the resurrection, and the Pharisees and Sadducees fell out. 
Because the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, but the Bible said, uh, it's over in the book of Acts somewhere, maybe, I don't remember what chapter, but uh, over in the book of Acts, uh, the Pharisees, uh, the Bible said they didn't believe in the resurrection, they didn't believe in angels, and they didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And so uh, they had some uh, uh, beliefs they needed to get rid of. They, they had beliefs that was contrary to the word of God. And so when uh, John saw them coming to his baptism, uh, I want you to know uh, John wasn't against those people. Uh, he wasn't trying he wasn't even trying to keep them from getting baptized. Uh, he just wanted them to come right. When he said, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now, uh, I, I couldn't tell you all of their conversation. I don't even know if they had more conversation. But, but it, it, they could have had a conversation like this. John's the one had been preaching, and uh, all the people around Jerusalem, Judea, and the region around uh, Jordan came out. So the Pharisees and Sadducees came in that crowd. Uh, I suspect that the Pharisees and Sadducees had heard John's message. Uh, he could have said to them, when he, when he said there, who's, uh, who's warned you to flee from the wrath to come? They could have said, well, uh, you're the man that's been preaching. Uh, John could have answered, what you need uh, to do, you need to do what God's been blessing me to tell you. Uh, you need to repent. And I'm going to tell you, uh, People need to repent. They need uh, to trust the master this morning. Uh, back in the, the book of Ezekiel, uh, about uh, chapter 33, and I, I won't try to quote it, but uh, let me paraphrase it. Uh, back in the 33rd chapter of Ezekiel, uh, the prophet's telling uh, the people, well, God's telling the prophets to tell the people. said, when a sword comes on the land, when trouble's coming, he said, I, I'm going to have a, a watchman uh, on the wall with a trumpet to blow. And he said, when a uh, watchman on the wall blows the trumpet, he said, uh, if you don't listen to the warning, he said, then when the trouble comes and the, the sword comes to your house, uh, praise God, listen, God gives a warning. Uh, but he said, if you don't listen to the warning, uh, then uh, your blood will be upon your own head. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, God uh, doesn't want anybody to die and go to hell. Uh, over uh, in uh, the book of Second Peter, uh, probably uh, maybe chapter 3 over there, uh, God uh, is telling Peter some things, and Peter uh, tells this. Listen, folks, this morning, uh, Peter said, God is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. Uh, I've talked to people uh, before uh, that would actually challenge what God does or doesn't do. Uh, I want you to know God knows what he's doing. God cares about us. And, and Peter said, <coughs> excuse me, and Peter said, God is not slack concerning his promise as uh, some men count slackness. Uh, he said, uh, but God, uh, uh, God, uh, uh, he has uh, mercy towards us. Well, here's the way he said, but God is long-suffering uh, to usward. God has patience. Long-suffering means patience. Boy, God's been patient with us, folks. Uh, God, uh, he's been so patient. Uh, I'm just amazed uh, that God was as patient, Billy Ray, with me when I was a lost boy. Uh, I hardly know how he put up with my shenanigans. Uh, but God is long-suffering to us. Now get this part. Uh, God uh, said, or Peter said, God is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish. <clears throat> God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. 
uh, not willing uh, that any should perish, uh, but that everyone uh, should come to him. Uh, so listen, God sends out a warning. And uh, so when he's uh, talking here, uh, when he says this, he said, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, Oh, you generation of vipers, who's warned you to flee from the wrath to come? What kind of wrath is it? My friend, uh, probably we've all heard the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, oh, uh, I, I'm always reminded of that, of a message Denny Hunter preached one time, the rest of the story. Uh, boy, it sticks with me, uh, blesses me. Uh, if the world was looking on at Lazarus and the rich man, and they'd have said, who would you like to be like? Probably most people in nature say, why the rich man? He's got it made. But I want you to know uh, that uh, poor beggar, Lazarus, he's the one that really had it made, folks. Boy, pray real hard. Uh, I, I can remember last Sunday morning, uh, the conviction that we had, and, and I've still got a burden for folks uh, from last Sunday morning, but I've got a burden for folks this morning. And so uh, when Lazarus and the rich man, when uh, they both died, and boy, I like the part about Lazarus dying. That's the way I'm gonna die. What made you so special, preacher? Uh, young ladies, I'm not special, but what I got in my soul is special. I'm saved by the grace of God, been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And when Lazarus died, I blame the angels come and got him. Uh, they carried him over to Abraham's bosom. Boy, talk about a home going. Talk about a home going. Now, one of these days we're going home, Sister Lois, if we've been saved by his grace, if we've heeded the warning. You've got to heed the warning. Uh, Lazarus had heeded the warning. The angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. Oh, but listen, the rich man had to die too. And he was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments. Listen to me, hell is not a fairy tale. Hell's not a, a, just a fictitious story. Hell is a real place. And I worry about people dying and going to hell. You know, I preached last Sunday morning, part of the, uh, the text that I preached was about when the man made a great supper and he, he had it all ready. He told his servant, go out, said, tell him it's, it's ready and bid people to come. Boy, I'm glad one time that there was people following the master and when they moved and the spirit moved in the grand old church and the gospel was preached and the songs were sung and heaven moved and God spoke to my heart. I'm glad that God blessed me to see that I needed to come and I come and I ate that supper. I got the bread of life. Oh, but listen, there was a lot of folks in that story in the Bible and it depicts uh, nature and it depicts life and time and opportunity. Uh, there was a lot of folks that didn't come and the master at the wind up, he said those folks that were bidden and didn't come, they'll not taste of my supper. They won't get it. And so listen, if you, if you go uh, through life and you turn Jesus away and you die lost without God, you're going to a place called hell. Hell's a real place. That rich man uh, that uh, died uh, there, I was talking to you from the book of Luke, uh, where Lazarus and the rich man both died. The rich man uh, was buried, and hell he lifted up his eyes. The Bible said being in torments. That's plural. I don't know what all kinds of torments uh, that he was in, but he was in a flame. He was in a fire. 
Boy, uh, he could talk to Father Abraham, uh, and he wanted Lazarus to come. Just bring a drop of water. It's the coolest tongue. But, boy, I'm telling you, uh, Father Abraham said, that can't be. We can't go down there from up here, and you can't come up here from down there. I'm telling you what, if you die lost without God, hell will be your eternal home. God, what is the promise of God? I mentioned that scripture back there in the, in the, uh, the book of Second Peter. God is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. Well, let's uh, go over. Uh, to, I think it's the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew, about the 28th verse Jesus is speaking. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sometimes uh, life has its pains and it has its troubles and it has its heartaches. Uh, Sometimes uh, a man born a woman's a few days and full of trouble. Uh, that's what Job said. That's to all of us. But I'm telling you, I got peace away down in my soul. Well, I'm glad of the promise of God, uh, Mike Nichols. I'm glad that when Jesus said, uh, come unto me, all you labor and heavy labor, he meant me, he meant everybody. Everybody can come. God doesn't want anybody to perish. And if we'll come to us, he gives us peace. Now, you can have troubles and problems this life, but I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to heed the warning. God didn't say if you'll get saved, life will all uh, be smooth sailing down here. But he did say, I'll go with you through it all. I'll never leave you, Dale. I'll never forsake you. That's what he's telling us. And so when Jesus said, come unto me, uh, that's the warning. When the gospel's preached, that's the warning. Again, uh, John wasn't uh, trying to keep the Pharisees and the Sadducees out of the baptizing. He just wanted them to get saved so they have something to be baptized about. If you're here today and you're lost, you need to get saved. Well, let me go on down. I need to get some other things here in the book of Matthew. Uh, he went on down through here, uh, verse nine. He said, and he said, uh, think not to say within yourself, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up uh, children unto Abraham. What's he talking about? Uh, John is uh, telling his people, uh, don't think you're gonna get in because uh, you've got a good family and they've got good traditions and uh, they've got uh, maybe a good reputation. Maybe they've went to church a lot. Uh, maybe they're saved. That's not going to get you in. That'll point you the right direction. I remember thinking when I was just a boy and God began to speak into my heart. I began to think, well, I've been in church all my life. Mom and dad's took me to church and I'm part of the church. Well, physically I came to church, but I had to get saved to really be part of the church. And so uh, he said to him, don't think to say uh, our fathers uh, were from Abraham, were his descendants. He said, don't say that. Let's go on down through here. And he, he said this down here, verse 10. Now he said also, the ax is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. What trees that? If you're not saved by the grace of God, you're gonna get cut down and thrown in the fire. And that's not God's fault. He's sending out a warning. This message is a warning. The gospel is a warning. The songs of Zion tells about the warning. And he goes on down here. He said, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I am, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, listen to this part. Uh, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge uh, his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, that's the barn, uh, but will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Let me dwell on that just a minute. When the harvest comes in, and they, they'd take the shafts of wheat, and they'd put them in the floor of the barn, and they'd thrash them, they'd beat on them. 
It would separate uh, the waste material uh, from the wheat grains. It was able to be kept. The wheat grains, uh, though that's precious, the grains of wheat's precious, but the chaff that was there, even though they were uh, close to the wheat, the chaff wasn't gonna be kept. It wasn't worth anything. It was going and, and the fan, uh, boy, I'm telling you what, God has a separating Holy Spirit. It separates uh, the chaff from the wheat. I'm glad that when I got saved, God made me part of the wheat. God will do you that way. And so, uh, listen, uh, let me get this again. Whose fan is in his hand, he will thoroughly purge his floor. To purge means uh, to separate, to cleanse. Uh, there'll not be one lost person go to heaven, but praise God, there'll not be one saved person go to hell. Talk about a separation. I'm glad that the Holy Spirit separates. Now, I know at the, uh, the end of time, at the last day, and we talk about the resurrection, Boy, that's part of the separation. But the separation is actually taking place right now while we live. Depends on what we do with the gospel. Heed the warning. If you're here this morning and you've not been saved and God is, is stirring your heart even the very slightest, I, I beg you, we're gonna have a song. Go ahead and give us a song if you want to. That's probably about enough preaching. But heed the warning. Boy, I'm telling you, uh, we need to heed the warning. When the trumpet blows, and the warning goes out uh, that the sword is coming. Uh, I'm, let me tell a little story while they're getting ready to sing. This came on my mind earlier. didn't know if I need to tell it or not. Probably all of you about heard a story like this or this one. A few years ago, there was a community that uh, had some very severe tornadoes come through. Uh, did a lot of physical damage. And we see a lot of that and hear a lot of that in Ohio. But it came through and, and there were a number of people killed. And they were interviewing this one fella and he was heartbroken and he was weeping and uh, his house had been destroyed but uh, a lot of his family had died and he was weeping. He said, I heard the siren. He said, I heard the, 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 the warning, the tornado warning. I, I heard the storm warning. I heard the siren. We've got a, a real big loud siren. But he said, I just kind of shrugged it off. I uh, said, uh, there's probably nothing to that. Uh, they probably don't know what they're talking about. I'm not going to waste my time uh, gathering my family up and getting them in the little room in the basement. Uh, but then when the tornado come and some of his family died, and he said, oh, I, I wish I'd have uh, listened uh, to the siren. Well, I'm telling you what today, uh, listen to the siren, heed the warning. Two things, if you're lost, you need to come and get saved. And if you're here and you're saved and you're not really living for Jesus, get in so you can help somebody heed the warning. While we stand this morning, we beg of you to come. Please come. Please come. Come on this morning. God have his way. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Will you just heed the warning this morning? Will you listen to the trumpet? Listen to the siren? Listen to the call of God? I believe surely there's some here need to come and have a little prayer have a little talk with Jesus this morning. Would you do that? Would you be willing? 
Would you be willing this morning to come and talk things over with Jesus at an altar? Well, I'm telling you, I was I was very reluctant to go to the altar when I was a lost boy. Even sometimes since I've been saved, I, I need to go pray. I've been out of fellowship. I was hesitant to go. Here's my experience. Every time I've gone to the altar and meant it out of my heart, it's helped me. Good things happened. Good things came of it. It helped me. And through it helping me, then God made it possible for me to help somebody else. You know, if I, if I don't have my heart right with God, if I'm not following God, I, I can't help anybody else. It takes me where God wants you to help somebody else. But you got to get help first. Whatever you need is, you can get help this morning. If you're lost, you can get help. But if you don't heed the warning, if you don't come when God calls, then God, like he told Ezekiel, tell the people, the blood will be on your head. It'll be your own fault. Listen, God sends out a warning. God declares the message of the gospel. God declares the love of God. Oh, I'm telling you what a God we've got this morning. How much, how much did he declare the warning, preacher? Well, he declared it on Calvary. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then he sends the church uh, throughout all the world to preach the gospel. We, I'll tell you what, I'm glad for our church here. Different people have been thanking the Lord for our church. Uh, Brother Don talked about our church being a praying church. Amen. And, and somebody said such love in it. Amen. And that's all from the Lord. You know, we can't take credit for that. Uh, I sure can't. You can't. But I'll tell you what. Uh, we can have uh, those benefits of that. And here we can, what we can do, we can be part of that process. We can be part of what God's doing. Now listen, I may not have clearly explained what your problem is or your situation is, but I, I know there's people here that needs to come and pray and people need to do things. In just a minute, I'm gonna ask them to sing again. If you're lost, if you're out of fellowship, whatever it is, and if I didn't clearly define what your situation is, if God's speaking to your heart, then God's defining it. God's the one speaking to you about it. If you need to come to the altar and pray, I beg you to do that. Sing us another song, Brother Sean. Well, I appreciate those good songs. Somebody needs to come. Would you come this morning? You don't have to give a list of your sins. God already has them. You don't have to join the church. God wants you to in your sight while we'd be glad to have you. But obey the Lord. Do what God wants done this morning. Somebody needs to come. Oh, somebody needs to come. God, please help us this morning.
what happens after that, that's on you. Come unto me, all you that labor are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus went on and said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I meet and mold in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. chosen so far not to come and bow at the altar this morning and I know this this takes a lot to do this too but uh, with God's help you can do this if you'll just step out from where you're at in the in the house come up and shake hands nothing virtuous about me but just come up and shake hands and then go back to your seat if that's what you want to do I won't try to hold on to you or pressure you to stay at the altar if you get up here and want to stay you of course you're welcome but if you just want to come shake hands, go back to your seat. You know, we need to do something. Something needs done here this morning. And, and I believe God's speaking to people's hearts. And so uh, I remember Brother Siegel, Newport. He was our pastor when I was growing up. He said, you know, we can send out the warning with God's help. So it takes God even to declare the warning. We can't do it on our own. He said, you can't make people obey the call of God. And I know that, and I've, that's part of the message I've preached this morning. I don't have any power to make anybody come. And God has all power, and he won't make you come. But it's not his will that any should perish, but that everyone would come unto repentance. That's the will of God. Back over in Second Peter. Well, I'm telling you, God's not slack concerning his promise. But if you want to get the benefit of God's promise, you need to move toward that. You need to heed the warning of God. So I'm going to ask them to sing a couple verses. I'm going to stand down here. If you want to just come shake hands, go back to your seat, okay, or stay.
sharing that story. I can feel that, but that's surely that's touched people's hearts. Amen. Someone else. If not, be seated. We'll turn over to Blaine for the announcement. March 7th, there will be a vendor craft event, and that'll be in the fellowship hall. And that will be, that's a Saturday, and that's from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. They do have spaces available. If you want to see Sister Shannon Thompson or Vivian Fromm, uh, they can talk to you uh, about what's available. Uh, there will be a concession stand, uh, and the youth group and youth groups from some other churches will have uh, tables this year and we'll be selling stuff as fundraising so there is no admission uh, so come and, and see that and hopefully there's something that, that you want to buy and take home
The youth group's going to be helping serve today um, for the dinner after church, so just meet out in the hall if you're able to help serve. And then um, this coming Saturday is going to be our girls' day and guys' day. Um, The girls are going to meet here at 8 a.m. We're going to go down to Columbus, and we're going to hang out at Sheila's. Um, We're going to be having a Bible study there, and we're going to eat. And then we're going to go shopping and eat some more and get coffee, and it's going to be great. So if you can come, please come. That is for sixth grade and up. But we're also encouraging all the young adult girls to come, too, and the young adult boys. Um, The boys are going to be going over to the Hendrickson's, and they're going to be meeting over there at 11. Um, They're going to be shooting guns and doing all kinds of manly stuff under supervision, of course. Um, And they're going to be eating and having Bible study. So um, there's not really an end time on either one of those events. We're just planning on spending the day together. So if you can come, please come. And like I said, it's not only for the youth. It's for young adult boys and girls as well. Um, The youth really enjoy having the young adults there. So um, if you can come, come. Um, Also, some other things to put in your calendar is on the 14th and 15th of March. Um, That's going to be the high school and youth leaders retreat down at Camp Chautauqua. So that'll be an overnight trip. Um, I think that we're going to be leaving Saturday afternoon, um, going down to camp, and then we'll be coming back after church on Sunday morning. We're going to New Haven. So please remember that. And then um, the first week of June, something else to put in your calendar. We're going to be going to Kentucky. Um, We're going to be leaving that Friday morning, um, planning on doing some kind of fun activity, um, whether that be um, the jumpy place. I forget what it's called. Um, Sky Zone. Going there um, Saturday, they have activities uh, planned for us. I think we might be going someplace that has a lake and volleyball and fun things like that. And then Sunday, we're going to be going to church and coming home. So please remember those events. Please be praying. Um, If you know a youth or you're around a youth a lot, whether you're a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, just a friend, please encourage them to come to these events. It's so important. So just be uh, be praying. We're going to be going to Trebo's church on Sunday morning, and we're going to be going to Bob and Jessica's church that they joined that Saturday night. So it's going to just be a really special trip. Check those announcements. Lots to pray for. Appreciate that. Appreciate that explanation. Anything else? Pray for church time tonight. Thank you for being here today, especially to our visitors. Thank God for you. Glad you've come. Please come back if you can, as soon as you can, often as you can. Glad to have you. If nothing else, we'll ask everybody to see to stand. Well, that's Brother Ryan to pray dismissal.